as they say. Welcome, everyone, to Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, episode number 43. I'm joined uh, by subscriber Lando in the chat area. Welcome to Lando. Longtime subscriber. Now, I guess he'd be classified as. Uh, that is awesome. I'm Sarah Jesus. She is Shelly Martinez. You can check us out, ShellySJSmokeOut.com. You can subscribe to the show there. Let me get my little graphic up. There we go. A little crawl on the bottom. You see there you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can subscribe on OnlyFans or Patreon. You can be part of the show. I'll send you the link every week when we're recording, just like I did with Lando, who's uh, joining us, as I said, tonight. And you can join us, smoke with us, just chill in the chat area, be on camera, participate, however you want to do it, for however long you want to do it. You get that access also every episode on video. Lots of bonus content, sexy Shelly galleries and videos and whatnot. And if anybody, if there's ever a request for sexy SJ galleries, those will be posted up there too. None have come in yet. I will go check my email, but I don't think that there's anything going to be there. So I'm not going to bother. It's fine. I'm not bitter at all. It is episode 43, as I said, and uh, a lot of stuff going on. We had some technical issues before the show. Hopefully they have been put to the side, if you will. I'll get my bowl ready. Um, is, is the extra... Technical issues tonight. Shelly, have anything to do with your uh, new purchase? Well, here's the thing. I was so gung-ho about being on here, having my new computer. But here's, I, I tweeted earlier something to the effect of like, you know, I've been a PC thug my whole computer life. So switching over to good old Mapple, um, it's like being in a new relationship. It's like you think you know how it works because you've been in relationships for like you're you're very you're very experienced in relationships. And then you think you know how it's gonna work. Everyone's a little bit different. There's gonna be little glitches. But then all of a sudden you take a chance on what you've just been hearing is is a good match for you. You gotta meet this person, they're so good for you. And then it's like, yeah, everything looks good. And then it's like, today we had our first fight, you know, when you hit that honeymoon phase and then you have your first fight, it's like, and then the whole fight was, we, I just, I'm sorry, I'm taking my old baggage with me, my PC baggage, if you will. I'm used to that when we do things and we want a certain result, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a whole learning curve. And I was disappointed and I was telling Danielle this earlier when we were cooking our dinner. Happy Taco Tuesday, everyone. Um, I was telling her, I was like, you know, when you date someone new and then like you finally have that first like fight and then you think to yourself, man, did I make the right decision? Should I have not committed to this person? Like, this is hard. Like, this isn't what I'm used to. That's how I feel. So I'm on my, my iPad tonight. Um, I didn't realize that my Mapple was so complicated <laughs> that I need all these extra whistles and gadgets. And that's why I've always been a PC thug. You plug it in, it works. If that's it don't right. work, you just hold the power button down until it turns off and then turns back on and nine times out of 10, it'll work. This Mapple, oh my gosh, it's so sensitive. So sensitive, <laughs> so damn sensitive. <clears throat> I was editing on, um, I, I, for those of you that don't know, one of my side gigs is I edit for other people. And um, I was doing this project and I was all excited because like the whole reason why I went over to 
Maple was because everyone and their mom is like, if you edit videos, like this is the SH, like this is what you do. Like this is what, this is like the best thing. Yeah, it sucks because they kind of like control like what you can, can and can't do, da da da. But if you're someone like myself, like if I didn't do this for a living, I didn't edit and stuff like that. I would have stayed, I would have went with a PC desktop, you know, but I, I, I believe in me and the maple. We just need more time together to get to know each other a little bit better. Maybe I was a little too gun ho. I got a little excited and thought it was going to be real easy to make our relationship work, but that's what it is work. It is work. I spent the majority of my day today, like, First of all, um, yesterday, Danielle and I, we did customs for this um, company called Mark's World Order. And what Danielle does is she's the um, camera girl. So we have Martinez Girls Productions. We try to offer a variety of things. We're talent, we're production, we're um, editing, you know, everything. So we're a team. And so when she was at work, I was trying to get this company all of their stuff. So I've been kind of like going through it all today. And it's like, the learning curve, Stoner Jesus, it's, it's stressful. And that's why I had to have a little, I have a, I don't know why it's blue, but there's something in it, margarita. And this is my second one. And I feel pretty damn good. Famous last words. I don't know why it's blue. <laughs> I don't know why it's blue. blue I, I blew myself right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I've only had one. Uh, my only foray in Apple products was one version of the iPhone. And that's it. I've always been on PC and it's, uh, I can't imagine switch over now. I mean, I'm just so used to what I'm doing. It's and that, that's the thing. And like, you know, we, you and I now we've been together, our relationship for a good amount of time now. And so you've seen the craziness that is my life. And when I get all like bent out of shape and stuff and the whole thing is, is like, I need to just be more organized. So like, when I went into this whole thing with my new computer, it was like my spirit behind it was I'm going to get organized. Like I'm going to get everything down and for it to be like a whole completely other beast. I'm just like, but here's the thing I'm down. Like, cause I have seen with me trying to get to know it, the really good things about it that I just don't get in a PC. Again, if I was not, somebody that makes money off of editing videos i wouldn't go i i wouldn't i wouldn't go to the apple i just wouldn't i would stay with pc i love pc it's very straightforward um you know it speaks my language when i get scared and lost i find my way back this maple man i'm like oh my gosh and then if i double click on something all of a sudden it just wants to download the whole thing and i'm like no bitch don't be what are you doing no i want to see what worst, else you got going on the worst apple commercial ever <laughs> <laughs> but like i was i had written like when i wrote my little joke earlier about like comparing it to a relationship one of my homies actually who he does a lot of really awesome graphic design and he's a professional wrestler shout out ted um he was like you know what honestly this was like the best investment i've made like spent money on he i forget how he said it but spent money on and it hasn't messed up yet for what he does 
And mm. I appreciated that because when he wrote that to me, I was feeling like, shoot, man, did I do the wrong thing? Because for me, I don't have Maple money. You know, $20 is a lot of money to me. So I went on good QVC and I'm on that payment plan. That's why like I've been tweeting that I'm in debt for like four more months because my payment to them for this computer is like a car payment. So that's why going back to earlier when I was like, shit, dude, did I do the wrong thing here? Because I was like, if I would have spent like less, I like... Like I have to worry about that now. I already, as it is, I'm having a trouble having trouble paying my bills. So then on top of it, I put myself in more debt with this computer. And I was just like, oh my gosh. But I know it'll work out. I know that it came into my life for a reason. But whoo, it's a lot. <laughs> In that situation, I'm the kind of person that would be watching tons of YouTube tutorials about how to work the computer. <clears throat> it's always my go-to. Here's the thing, though. Since, okay, you, that's your go-to, Stoner Jesus, so I feel you can relate to this. The worst thing ever is when you invest 30-plus minutes of your life because you think this video is going to help you, and mm -hmm. it does not. Yeah. It'll say, only compatible with da-da-da-da-da, and like, yeah. it's not that. So you're like, I just spent 30 plus minutes of my life right now with this person and they didn't give me what I want. Again, it's like being in a relationship, this whole thing. But I feel stoner Jesus, like if you were to ask me in like January, where's your relationship with your maple? I bet you we're going to be really good. We probably had gone through some quite a few fights between now and then with the holidays and all. But, uh, you know, it's all good. It's just, it's interesting. It's kind of like, you know, it reminded me today when I try to not lose my head with it all. It reminded me of when like building websites to me was completely foreign. And I was trying to teach myself going on YouTube, like you mentioned, trying to figure it out and then like getting somewhere with it. So you feel inspired just to like all of a sudden lose everything in some cases. <laughs> and so like, at least with this, I know this feeling and what the feeling is, is I'm just not familiar with it. I'm not proficient in Mac at all. I'm not even really familiar with it. So it's, it's a lot, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. There'll be a new update for the show every week. How's Shelly and her computer working out? Will they get divorced? What will happen? We have to wait and Not see. Not only that, but like, you know, I bet you, like, here's the thing. I got to pay for this thing, you know? People assume because I've been with Metal Jesus for a long ass time now. Oh, he'll just take care of it. And you know what? He would. If I were to be like, look, whatever. But, and this is not even coming from an egotistical place. This is just coming from a, this is just how it should be. Like, I don't want that. Like, that's mm -hmm. like my last resort. Like my last resort would be like, 
Okay, I F myself. Because here's the thing, you know what he doesn't know that I'm gonna tell you guys right now? My bank account, because we have separate, separate bank accounts, I've never asked him, first of all, I've been with Metal Jesus for almost six years now. I've never once asked him how much he's made because I know he makes really good money, but like, I don't really care about that. Like, it's great because since I've been with him, I've never, like I've talked about on this show before, I've never gone hungry. Uh, when things have gotten difficult, I didn't have to have things shut off because I had him. Mm. But I once told a friend of mine, at the time she was crashing on my couch and taking full advantage that I had, you know, metal Jesus. I said, he's not, my boyfriend's not an ATM. He's mm. not like, it's, that's just not what's up. And so my own thing is truly my own thing. I pay rent. I pay like my, my share and it's cool that like when I don't have it, I'm not going to get like evicted or things shut off. But to be honest with you and like our viewers, it makes me feel like shit. Like it makes me feel like not good. Like no offense to people who like, maybe they're in a situation where that's their arrangement. Like, Oh, the husband takes care and, and I'm old school and I'm all about that too, but just kind of like where my path has been and my career and the reputation that I've built for myself and how I feel, it's like, it's really important for me to know that like, God bless our relationship with or without him. Like I can take care of myself and Danielle cause she's my responsibility, damn it. You know, since she was born and now Minnie, you know? So it's like, you know, I do get worried in moments and this and that, but what's really cool about having the secret society, I got that stripper pole right there and I can clock in my own shift for club chubby. And I do club chubby on my terms. And what's so cool about my secret society is they like my terms. Maybe they would like for me to give more they'd be appreciative about that, but they really appreciate me. So that's why, like, even though I'm aware and maybe some of our, you know, viewers need to hear this, like, I'm aware that I need to take care of my business, but at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to go in panic mode about it. I'm going to look at my resources, what I can pull together to do to pay this damn computer off. Because after tonight, I kind of had a little fight with it. And I'm like, did I do the wrong thing? Ah! Well, as I said, tune in each week. We'll see how Shelly's relationship is going. And um, <clears throat> we do have a little bit of update. Uh, I guess a uh, an ending, if you will, of um, the guy from last week that Shelly was talking about. The uh, who... I guess is claiming to be his own girlfriend and writing emails as his imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> and last we left, I thought the last message I believe was the one where uh, she wanted his subscription for your feet canceled immediately. Uh, yes. <laughs> said, are you like 50 now? <laughs> Aren't you 50? And I want you guys know I wanted to say no, bitch. I'm 61. Thank you. 
And I said that on the show last week. Um, go yeah. watch it if you haven't already. But um, it's funny because this person, let's call this person Shim, um, the little hybrid there. Um, it's one of those things where, like, this behavior, Stoner Jesus, I'm, like, so used to this. Like, I knew it. That's why I could call it when it was happening in real life. Like, and that's why I knew to, like, stop giving the energy there. Even though we're joking and laughing about it here at the house. Like, I couldn't let that person, you know. God forbid I let this person know that we're at least laughing about it. So, last we spoke to Ashley slash Matt. <laughs> Shim. Um <laughs> This is what, if, and again, you totally, if you haven't already, check out last week's episode in full detail. You'll get the cheese there. But this is the last. First of all, do you have fan fights queued up? Is it going to work this time? Uh, I do not. I can see if it will. Let's Let me give it, it a works. shot. All right. Never know. Where is it at? Uh, there it is. All right. Come on. Here we go. It's going to be the shit. Still no audio. Still no audio. And glitchy. It doesn't even give me options for audio to like turn it up or nothing. It just has a line through it. I worked so hard on that. And you can see right there is this death, by the way. By the way, if you watch the show, you know I am scared of death of death. And so when <laughs> I use that template... And it wasn't until after I was like, oh, it's just death. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I left it there anyways. Okay. So anyways, um, this is what their last, like, they wrote me. I want his subscription for your feet canceled now. How much is he paying for you for that shit? Aren't you like 50 now? <laughs> <laughs> and so I, at this point, I decided it was actually before this message it was two messages before this i realized i was going to leave it alone i'm not going to talk to this person i said what i had to say because i was a little smart ass and sometimes you got to be a little smart ass because if not for nothing it's freaking funny it's freaking funny and even if the person this shim isn't laughing me metal jesus and danielle we laughed our asses off when it was happening in real time and they're like you sent it i was like yeah so <laughs> fine you this person is now given me and my family some entertainment value on my downtime and how awesome is that hey shim ashley matt thank you so much for entertaining my household my family you know we all could always use a good laugh oh thank you so much <laughs> so anyways so I don't reply to this person. And it was so funny because that was on 9-13. And then I'm not sure exactly when that was, 9-13. But then Thursday, which was, you know, not too long ago. That's when I got another message from Shim. And so, you know, I screenshot that and sent it to Stoner Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh. So they said, so what can I do? Double question mark. That means they're extra curious. Right. He likes you a lot and he would make his birthday. 
Oh, what it? <laughs> Who are these people? Like, it's so crazy because this is nothing new to me, but I guess I've just been not around this energy for a while, like years since I've dealt with somebody like this. Um, it's funny. It's entertainment. It makes for good content. But let's strip all that away. There is literally somebody, a real person, behind this computer or phone, typing away. They're taking their energy. You know, we're only here. Who knows? We're not guaranteed life. So life is precious. And every second, I, I feel, is precious. So this person is doing this. And I swear to God, I feel I've met this person. Like, sometimes these things happen to me, Stoner Jesus. And I'm just like, like, I feel in my gut. Like, my gut is telling me this is somebody I know. And it's so crazy because I made a little note on my phone that I wanted to bring up this fan fight update, but also it's so interesting the timing because you and I, when we first put this whole thing together and we were building our friendship, our relationship, one of the first times I reached out to you for like genuine, like personal advice was I told you like, what should I do when like, I had a bad situation with this person I, I made it clear I don't want them to be in my life. And then randomly every couple of years, they'll write me like, do I block them or do I just like leave it unread? And that's when you're just like, oh, you know, if you don't say don't block them, then they don't know like if you got whatever. And so this person, they always get through. I block them because I took your advice and I just wanted them to sweat. Like, did she see it? Did she not? But that actually enabled them. And so I just blocked them. And then they just keep making new accounts. And this person, who they are to me, I've talked about it on the show before. I think it was a really long time ago. Long story short, um, it was right after I got fired from WWE. I, I wasn't living in California yet. Um, I was on my, I was making my moves, like my plan of like, what am I going to do? So I was visiting from Kentucky to California. And in between that, I became like, oh my God, I just want to throw up what I'm about to say. Okay, can I just beat my own ass right now? <laughs> so I became MySpace friends with this dude. And like when I came to visit, we ended up like connecting Man, I was just in a really rat, like rough place. Like I just had gotten fired. I didn't know what I was gonna do. The way I got fired was really effed up. So it was like, I was just in a bad spot, okay? So of course I was mingling with this douchebag, okay? So he's the one, if you remember, that I knew I started getting a hunch that like he was lying to me about his age and he was younger than what he said. And so we went to Disneyland and I made sure that he had to pay for it. Cause I had a pass. 
So I didn't have to pay for it. He didn't have to pay for it. So I made sure that he had to pay for his like expensive ass, like ticket to get in. And I said, are you sure you're the age you said you are? And he was like, yeah. I was like, let me see your ID. And then the bitch gave it to me. Bitch, it says on there that the year. It's not the year. How <laughs> sociopathic can you be that you're just like, before giving it, look, okay, I, I'm not that age. But no, he gave it with me with confidence. So right there tells me, like, that's the indicator who this person is, right? So... After I saw, I said, you lied to me. I want to go home. He was like, are you serious? I said, yeah. He's like, but I just paid to get in. I said, I know. So let's go. <laughs> and so that was it. And then like when I went into TNA, which was shortly after I got fired, he would try to weasel his way back into my life. Why? Because I was on TV. Duh. And it just made me want to vomit. And again, at that time, and I want to say this on record, like, I'm not really proud of where I was at that time in my life. First of all, for mingling with this idiot. And on top of it, like, I knew I did the right thing when I stood up for myself in WWE. But I got fired from my dream job since I was a child that I worked my ass off to get to. That's really effing hard, especially in that day and age, because you didn't have social media to let people know, like, what you have to offer. So, like, I was fucked up in the head, man. I was heartbroken and young. Like, young. I was young. So, on top of it, it's not like I was, like, if those kinds of things happen to me right now, that's one thing. But I was, like, in my mid-20s, you know? It sucked, but I didn't understand that it sucked. I just knew that I was making poor decisions and I didn't know what the hell. And one of them was hanging out with this dude. And then like I dropped the dude and then like he's over here trying to get my attention. And I'm just like, this is disgusting. And like, it was real creepy too, because like I would tell him over and over to leave me alone and he just wouldn't. And I remember one time I was self-medicating. So I was taking Xanax at the time and taking Xanax and drinking does not mix. I highly don't recommend it. And he caught me on a bad night, but it was a bad night, but a good night because it was a bad night initially, but it ended up being a good night because Danielle invited me to a party that her friends were having. And it was exactly what I needed because I was having a bad night. And they were such positive people. I They had um, karaoke, but they had a band. So it was like, it wasn't karaoke. You're playing the junior. They were playing it. And it like They could play almost everything, these guys. And then it was awesome. And they introduced me to a new vodka drink. And all my worries, I was able to check out at the door because I was just having such a good time. And this idiot calls me. And I'm like, and I took the Xanax, not because I was trying to party, but at that time, that's when I was like, because I was making WWE money just right before it, I was going to therapy in Kentucky. I was trying to work on my mental health. And one of the things that they prescribed to me was Xanax. And so even though at that point I was a smoker, I was like trusting what the, the therapist was saying, take Xanax. So no one said, but make sure you don't drink, you know? Yeah, it says it on the bottle, but like <clears throat> in my 
this is my fault, but in my opinion, I thought that my therapist would have been like, like, make sure you don't be drinking when you're taking your medication. Like, it's not good. I didn't know. So I would be this hot mess not knowing that I was effing up. So this dude called and I threatened him. <laughs> because my family are a bunch of gang members. And I was like, my family will come and get you. Leave me alone. That's how bad it was. This guy was harassing me. To this day, this guy does this. And it's so interesting that I got this whole fan fight that we talked about last week and we're still talking about. And all of a sudden, who popped up on Shelly Recommends, my my review Instagram, and then he has the balls. He always does this. Go ahead and creep. But he always has the balls. He can't help himself. He has to make a comment. And then I, it was about my tea, my uh, tea me blends. And he put on there, Oh, my fat ass needs to get on here. I said, oh, thank you. Block. I block him on everything. And he always gets through. So, so, so today I was laughing. I was like, what if he's Shim? It's definitely a possibility. I got to think that the uh, the psychology of whatever problem someone has, they're where they're writing a woman on the internet pretending to be their own imaginary girlfriend. I mean, that's got to be rock bottom. I don't know. I was at the point of like, you know what? Something's got to change. It's my life I can't continue this way. But here's the thing, and that's why I love <laughs> our show so much because, like, when I would go on like to my secret society or my YouTube channel and talk about these things, I didn't have someone to bounce it off of. And mm. so when I would talk about it, I would often leave it being like, maybe I'm just being a bitch. And so when you're like what the f are wrong with these people like what's like i don't get this it makes me feel so much better because it's like and that's the thing too like something i've been seeing on the internet kind of like a side but it kind of goes together no um there's this i don't know if you've, you've probably seen it there's like on i think it's star network this thing called the darker side of the no no that's the heels thing there's something on cable that has like a documentary or maybe it's netflix it's called dark, the darker side, side. <clears throat> dark side of the ring I was yeah. actually going to ask you about their latest episode, if you had heard and, anything. Um, it's so crazy because, like, now that, like, that stuff is out there. So here's the thing. I forgot what my whole point was, was, like, blending it with that other dude. Because now it's real serious. Because that latest episode, because you triggered me with saying the latest episode. And mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's the one with Ric Flair, right? Yeah, the plane ride from hell. Yeah. So I know nothing about what was said about that episode or anything, except the little comments people have been making online. I went and, and watched it. I saw, the, I saw the whole thing. Okay, so before I finish what I'm going to say, what was it? <clears throat> well, basically, uh, long story short, <clears throat> in 2002, WWE had just wrapped up this European tour in England, and Vince chartered this big 757 to bring everybody home. It was one of those planes that has like 150 seats, but this one only had 50, so there was a lot more room and all this other shit. So <clears throat> the plane, and there's some issues or something I forget where, let me get a drink. <clears throat> There's an issue with the plane to where it sits on the tarmac for seven hours. And during that time, <coughs> the wrestlers go through three carts, three full carts of liquor. 
plus all the pills they were doing, all the other stuff. All kinds of shit happens. Um, Michael Hayes uh, got his ponytail cut off after Bradshaw knocked him the fuck out. And uh, X-Pac came up with a pair of scissors and cut off his ponytail because he was tired of uh, Michael Hayes burying him in, in like booking meetings and shit. And that was after Bradshaw knocked him out because Michael Hayes came up to Bradshaw who had got cut open uh, during one of the matches and punched Bradshaw in the face while he was sleeping and busted him open. So Bradshaw stands up and smacks Michael Hayes and knocks him the fuck out. And that's when X-Pac took off his um, his ponytail. Um, <clears throat> Kurt Henning took some shaving cream and put it on Brock Lesnar's head and smacked it. And Brock Lesnar chases him through the through the thing and they start fighting in the plane. And they're slamming up against the side of the plane, and people are worried that like they're gonna like fuck up the plane and go through the like the wall of the plane and kill everybody. But uh, four guys in particular during it came out really bad. Um, I wrote them down: uh, Brock Lesnar, who Terry Runnels says uh, exposed himself to her, uh, like backstage, uh, and Dustin Rose told her uh, to no sell it and not to, to like get past her, not to worry about it. Um, Scott Hall, who I guess many people know is uh, quite the douchebag and has been for most of his life um, to the point where like he left his family and chose his like substance abuse problems over his, his wife and his kids. Apparently he was like practically comatose through the whole flight and they thought he was going to die or he was dead. And when he wakes up, he grabs the stewardess and like licks her face and says something to her. I forget what it was. Um, Tommy Dreamer, who just got suspended from Impact Wrestling because of the way he talked about the Ric Flair thing. He kind of blew it off as a joke, and you, you can't take a fucking joke, you know, whatever. And so he got suspended indefinitely for that. <clears throat> the Ric Flair thing, uh, I don't know what WWE's going to do about Ric Flair. Jay, uh, Jim Ross was in the, the documentary, and he said everybody that fucked up during that flight eventually got fired except for Ric Flair because, you know, Vince never gave the word to fire him because Ric Flair is basically a made man. So... And this is, they had, WDB apparently had to pay out of a settlement for what happened. Ric Flair denies it. But the thing that got people worked up in the documentary was that Rob Van Dam pretty much corroborated this woman's story. She said that, um, well, Tommy Dreamer says that Ric Flair used to have this thing to make everybody laugh. He would put on his robe and have nothing else on. And his dick was big enough that he could swing it around like a helicopter. And all the guys would laugh and it was, you know, a big thing. But apparently on this flight... He backs this stewardess up like against the wall and is like grabbing her hand to put it on his dick. And even though he says that it didn't happen, Rob Van Dam, when they're talking to him, he basically says, you know, he's swinging it around and he like corners this woman. And I, he can see Ric Flair grabbing her hand and putting it on him. And that's what freaked people out about Ric Flair because the story apparently has been out a long time. It was in his 30 for 30 or whatever. But having someone other, you know, someone corroborate what happened um, is what got it blown up on and on Twitter and got everybody talking about it. Um, I did notice, I don't know where WWE is going to react, but I did notice that when WWE has a show, they have like their little uh, beginning thing with all like the old clips and whatever and WWE forever and all that bullshit. And they have five sounds that they use. They had the stone cold glass breaking. Uh, they got the rock saying, can you smell what the rock is cooking. Um, one of those sounds was Ric Flair going woo. That sound is gone now. It was gone on uh, Monday Night Raw the other night, I noticed. Um, I guess, I don't know if their reaction is going to be bigger than that because uh, they, they let Ric Flair go a couple months ago or whatever it was. But yeah, it's uh, 
people really got on Ric Flair's shit and Tommy Dreamer too, because Tommy Dreamer was a real douchebag when he's talking about it. Basically, like you know, he's Ric Flair. He's swinging his dick around. If you don't like it, you know, it's just a joke. Maybe you got offended. You know, people get offended by my ponytail because he has a double ponytail, and it just it rubbed a lot of people. It rubbed people really fucking the wrong way, especially Tommy Dreamer and and the Ric Flair thing. So it's um, and it was free on YouTube. I don't know if it still is because they have them with the rest of them behind a paywall. But it was, and that's like just half like the shit that happened on that flight. It was a fucking absolute mess of debauchery. And the weird thing was that Vince was on the flight. Vince and Linda, they're up in the front. And he keeps sending Jim Ross back in the back to take care of shit. And basically washes his hands of it until they got home. When you know, the, those lawsuits came and all that shit. And they started firing people. Kurt Henning got fired. Um, and a couple other people. Uh, but Ric Flair wasn't touched and to this day he denies it but you know the rob van dam thing was really was really damning for him okay so i have so much to say about this because i didn't realize i like i said i didn't know because here's why when the darker side of the ring first came out you know this is our show i don't care i am i'm retired like, I'm just over, like, okay, this moment right here, anytime I talk shit about wrestling or whatever, people, don't come for me because I have not been in the business for so long, so I'm allowed to say my truth, okay? So, I'm done tiptoeing. That ends tonight, okay? So, I'll say that. So, in saying that, here we go. I'm done tiptoeing. Done. So when the darker side of the ring first came out and I started seeing these different like teasers for it, it really piqued my interest. And I ended up tweeting like, man, I really should check this out. And at the time there was a society member who tweeted me back saying, you'd probably get real irritated because of the people who narrate it. And I was like, well, what do you mean? They were like, well, it's Mick Foley and Jericho. Well, I don't like Mick Foley. I don't like Jericho. I was friends with them both at one time. And at one time I thought that they were really, my really, 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 really good friends. So when I say I don't like them, it's not me being a hater. It's not me being whatever. It's not me trying to get attention. I literally don't like them so much because I literally thought that they were I was closer to them than I really was. So that's why maybe I come across a little upset, a little salty, a little bitter, because it wasn't just these like, oh, these wrestlers I knew and I just don't like them. It's like, I literally thought that like Mick Foley was one of my mentors. I literally thought Chris Jericho was like my homeboy. And no, that's not the case. That's why I don't like them. Anyways, so I got why. And so when that fan had told me that, it really did make me back off from wanting to check it out because I felt like it would really be triggering in the sense of like, not to where like, I was ready to hear so I can heal. Because if I did hear Mick Foley's voice or Jericho's voice, it would make take me away from what the story is. And it would just make me think about why I don't like them. And that would put me in a dark place because again, there was a time I respected them and gave them too much credit. And so I haven't watched it. And then it's interesting because my homegirl Jade, shout out Jade, um, she had 
because she loves wrestling. She's been a wrestling fan for a long ass time. She's been behind the scenes involved. And um, she had said something about Tommy Dreamer. And I hopped on the conversation and I even tweeted. I said, I don't know the details, but I stand by this. And the reason why is because Tommy Dreamer is another person who, if you go on my phone and my notes for YouTube videos, there's so many videos that I've intended to make about him, but not say that they were about him because I don't name names. Because I used to respect Tommy Dreamer so much. I used to call him Mr. Dreamer. And he knows that. And he's probably very, very confused that in his mind he probably thought one day Shelly was like all about me and then one day she just was a bitch and it's like because long story short and when I text my homegirl Jade privately after I, I interacted with her tweet I said you know when I saw that people guys in the business worshipped Dreamer so in worshiping him all these little cheesemess stories you hear from his ECW days and how he did this and that and it's so shady. I was watching these young guys doing that because their hero is Tommy Dreamer and that's what Dreamer did. And so they're like wanting to get this reputation that they're like this dude that's like Dreamer was back in the day. And I want to throw up because the result of that is they were shitheads to other people in the wrestling business. And it's because of those shitheads, I didn't want to be in the wrestling business anymore and I quit. So that's when I looked at Dreamer as like, man, I put him on a pedestal because like, I did respect these different things. But then like when I got older and I sat back and I saw how those things were still like, and then in my opinion, I could be wrong. I felt like he kind of encouraged that energy and it's probably because he liked it. And it's crazy because when I first met Francine, it was when we both were in this independent company, uh, WEW and they like used to run out of the old ECW arena and all this. And I was never into ECW. I, I was WWF all the way. And so I didn't know much about it. And so like Francine to me, like I knew she was a big deal in it and everything, but I just really liked her. Like I liked her. So it's like, I kind of feel like I got to know Francine as a person before I got to know Francine and what she, her legacy that she has left the wrestling business. Um, props, love it. When it makes sense, the more I got to learn about her um, legacy made sense of why her and I clicked and are friends to this day. So it's interesting because from the eight or the WEW days to when I reconnected with her in the revamp of ECW and WWE, there was quite a few years. So when I was building up Dreamer of being this like awesome guy, um, I wasn't close with her. And then when I was on the road with her, and to be honest with you, I hope she doesn't get mad at me for sharing this. I won't give details, but like when I would see how he would interact with her, and if you want to look it up, go ahead. But their their breakup was not pretty, and he's shady, and it's out there. So go look, and. It's crazy because I was young. I mean, I was like 
26 years old when I was seeing all this. So when I saw how Dreamer was to Francine and then fast forward to like my last boyfriend in wrestling, that's so wrestler. And that's just so the problem. And everyone, all these years, I just see them kissing Tommy Dreamer's ass because like, you know, he was in office and then he's booking this and then he's that. And then I'm like, who am I? I'm not one to judge, but it's just like, I felt like an asshole because I was like, I put him on this pedestal that like, whatever. And so I remember one of my last, like when I realized I just needed to like not be in wrestling. I remember being around so many people who just triggered me or were ugly and toxic energy that I got so drunk that I ended up getting blacked out drunk that night. And I don't remember everything. And when I woke up the next morning, I felt like, what the hell happened? And there's like rumors about things that happened. And like half the people say it did happen. And then half the people say it didn't. And I'm just like, what? I can't do this. And for me, and I take accountability because I allow people to affect me. The, the point where I went overboard that night was I knew I was going to have to be in a social environment where I had to be around Dreamer. So I just kept taking shots because I didn't want to be a bitch. And so I just wanted to like numb out because I had such a problem with Dreamer. And I've been keeping this in for so long because I knew people would come after me. And then on top of that, I'm not trying to hurt Dreamer's feelings. So like this whole thing, and oh, that's what it was. My girlfriend said, how would Tommy Dreamer feel if one of his daughters was on that plane? And I said, exactly. And so it really brought up a lot. And then when you're sitting here telling me these different details, It does work me up because I have not done anything close to what you said these people did, but my reputation to where I even lost my job that I worked for, I didn't sleep one way too, I worked for, was, I was punished. Like I was this like terrible, like you are not a team player you are just like not a good example like no but it's like all this stuff goes on and like you said this thing about flair it's been talked about before and i'm sick and tired of people being like shelly just wants attention she just like da 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 and da 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 and it's like all i'm doing is telling my story but why is it okay all this filth that if you really look it up has been out there this is nothing new, but yet I have literally been effed with as far as making money because of my reputation, but you just listed a couple of things about people and it's like, oh, so I stick up for myself. Oh, so I question things. Oh, so maybe I get a little too invested in this guy and I'm chasing after some dude like big deal like all this other shit's happening and like I'm the one that's oh shit oh my gosh like no
<clears throat> um, yeah, Jericho does uh, narrate this episode. <clears throat> and Tommy Dreamer comes across as such a piece of shit. But the plane ride was so fucked up that he's only the second be biggest piece of shit in the documentary. Because, because Rick he is! Because Ric Flair I'm takes sorry. the cake. And I don't like Ric Flair either. And I used to love Ric Flair. I bought into him. I remember, okay, so for the old-time listeners and watchers, and if you're new, go check out our old episodes. We've been doing this for a while now. I've opened up here more than ever on any platform and any of my own stuff I've opened up on here because I feel like I can. And it's like when I first started getting into medicating with cannabis and drinking, it wasn't until I was in WWE. I'm not saying WWE led me to it. It's just that's when it entered my life. And I'm very grateful for the cannabis because that's, more than anything like psh. but i wasn't a drinker because i was like i've always had gi track issues so i was always afraid growing up when like my friends were partying i was like i don't want to get drunk and throw up like that was always my anxiety like i don't want to throw up i always feel like i'm gonna throw up i don't want to throw up so that led to me not wanting to drink and then when i got into wwe it wasn't like it made me want to drink it was more like i felt like you know i'm older now like i can control it like i like i'm old enough to drink i'm not underage drinking like whatever so i remember my first getting used to drinks i didn't like beer was vodka and i really enjoyed it because i love orange juice so screwdrivers were like my introduction to drinking in when i was on tv because everyone drinks and um i remember when i was when we were overseas when i did my overseas tour i know how crazy these charter flights can be i've been crazy on them I joined the Mile High Club on them before. Like, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. So I understand. Poor, poor old Shawn Michaels was just trying to take a shit. <laughs> F you, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> but God bless. But anyway, but F you, Shawn Michaels. Um, and so, you know, I get it. But I remember we were, we were at some bar somewhere in some other country. And Ric Flair was there. And at that time, I put Ric Flair on a pedestal because he was very charming. When I would talk to him, he made me feel like he was really listening to me. We had conversations that had nothing to do with wrestling and about like life and politics and different things. So to me, I found him very charming. Like how I've talked about on our show time and time again, how I love these old men rivers in Hollywood because we have these like cool conversations that like, a lot of people think you're kind of boring, but like to me, it's stimulating. So that was my relationship with Ric Flair. I found him very charming, great conversation, you know, um, classy. Like I respected him. Like I just not even to do with wrestling, like just my one on one, you know, interactions with him. I respected him. Like I felt he respected me, you know, like I'll say this, like, you know, yeah, there's, there was a time or two that like, he texts me something crazy, but like when we were one-on-one, -on -one, we were in these conversations, he never came on to me. Like, it was like 
really cool. We went there. We had these conversations, you know? And so I just was so charmed by him and really wanted to vouch for that, you know, especially when I was so young and I was seeing that a lot of these people who some way or another I found inspiration through were just douchebags. So to me, Ric Flair, I was like, wow, that's why Ric Flair's Ric Flair, because he's not like them. He's he's better than that. So we were at this bar and then he saw me take drinking my screwdriver and he pulled me aside and he goes, you're too classy for that drink. Unless it's wine or champagne, you shouldn't accept it. And for many, 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 many years, I went by that rule. And whenever anyone said, just take the shot, just da da da, I'd be like, no. And they're like, oh, come on, why? I was like, Ric Flair said, and they would leave me alone. Damn, that's a good story. Yeah, Ric Flair, okay. And I had this whole thing where I would go out sometimes and there would be no wine or champagne. So I just wouldn't drink and I was fine with it because I would just medicate. And so I think because of that, I put Ric Flair on that pedestal even more. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, see, he knew I was classy. Oh, he knew. And see, look at, I can control myself and I don't have bad nights. I don't throw up and da, 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 da. And so I gave him too much credit when really he probably doesn't even remember that conversation, to be honest. Maybe he does, but probably not. And so I'm not going to get into the details, but there was a time where I just really saw Claire for what he was. And it broke my heart. I was like, no. Mm. I thought he was classy. He's the one that said, don't drink it unless it's wine or champagne. Like, no, dude, those talks we had, no. And on that point, I turned ice cold bitch on him to where we haven't gotten along in a long time. And he's talked shit openly about me. And I've talked shit about him openly, not in a broadcasting kind of way or to fans, but among our colleagues, among our coworkers and friends. Yeah, people know I don't like him. And people know he don't like me and that is fine. So hearing all this stuff about whatever, I'm like, you know what? And it goes back to like my whole like bitterness about like that I went through and I had to learn, I really had to pick and choose what I decide I want to talk about because at the end of the day, it'll, the truth always comes out. But not only that, yeah, everyone's talking shit right now and they're pissed. But where are they going to be six months from now when Tommy Dreamer's back on TNA, when Ric Flair's back doing this and that, they're going to be wooing, they're going to be cheering on, and it's business as usual. And when that stuff would happen, that's what would get me more than anything. And that's when you guys would see these disgruntled tweets I'd put out there. And I was pissed because it's like, I thought people were finally seeing the light but give it enough time. And so that's how I feel about the dark side of the ring. It's cool. It's letting people know because people like to know gossip. But a few people will forever not tune in to these people or put money in their pockets. But the majority will again. It just takes time. Point in case, Jericho. Absolutely. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a crazy 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 episode i don't know what a lot of the other episodes are i know they did one on brian pillman and some other stuff but yeah i've never i haven't seen one that 
affected Twitter this much. Ric Flair was trending. Tommy Dreamer was trending. Uh, Lesnar was trending for a little while. It's uh, it's crazy stuff. The only guys in it that come across as like sane are Jim Ross and Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam at one point is, is he says he's looking around like, is anybody going to like corral this? I mean, shit's getting out of control. Is anybody going to stop this? And apparently the answer was no because it was like total from the tarmac to getting back to Connecticut. It was like fourteen hours on the plane with just carts and carts of liquor and the pill, the pills they had and just whole fucking nine yards. It was, it was crazy shit. I've been there. Like maybe not like it, cause it was more of a charger, charger, charger kind of thing. Mm. But I've been on the, like, it's, there's no other people except people in WWE. Vince wasn't on the plane, but like, you know, mm. so I've been there. So I'm here to vouch like, yeah, that's crazy. And for the most part, that's what you're supposed to do for the most part. I'm not talking about these, these weird ass going over the line things, mm -hmm. but like, you know, we're rock stars, dude. We're on our plane. There's no fans. It's just us. It's all, it's like being in a hotel room and a lot of shit goes down, dude. And the thing is, is like, that's what cracks me up about all this because if I really wanted, like, I guess you'd say attention or like, if I really wanted to be like, I don't care, I'll be shameless and put things on blast so I can get like subscribers and this and that. Like I have stories, but the thing is, is like a lot of those stories aren't for me to share. They're not my stories. There are stories that I firsthand saw, but they're not my stories. So how can I talk? I, that's not, that's not for me to share. I don't know who these people were at that time. Just like, I'm sure there's people out there that have really crappy stories that I come out not looking good at all, but maybe they don't realize that at that time in my life, I was really going through some hard ass shit. So it's like, that's why I don't like to see names. That's why I don't, I pick and choose the stories that I do share because not every story is for me to share. It's not mine. And in a way, all of this brings me comfort because that like part of me that like wants to be like tell on these people because like they're shitty ass people and they get worshiped. It's like, I don't have to worry about that because life lets it, like I said, take care of itself. But most people are still going to put money in these people's pocket. And at the end of the day, those people know that. So they know they just got to write it out that they know they just got to play their cards, right. And it'll be all right. It just takes a little bit while you got to lay low, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And so that's why I go and pick fights with people like the young bucks and Doug Benson and these people, because the real fights aren't even worth it because for what? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's getting late on my uh, in my time zone. I'll take one hit for the road. Go Rick and Morty. Thank you, Rick and Morty. Every time I see them, I think about you. <sighs> All right. Kind of a uh, not a very lighthearted way to end, but you know it is what it is. You know. Shit's out there and they're sometimes, shitty people. Sometimes that's life, man. Right. Some people are shitty. Some are shittier than others, as they say. 
Episode 43 in the books. Thank you, Shelly. Yes. <laughs> From your fight with your Apple computer earlier. <laughs> the computer one. Look Elbow at me there, too. Times, okay. there you go. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Bye.